Welcome to another edition of Lens Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. Before I bring on my guest for the week, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush. It's that time of the year again. Yes, orange barrel season. It seems like the season that never ends. There are actually, I think, more barrels than actual roads. I am convinced of this. I also think if they let the roads alone, we might even survive. But that's what I think. I also think of the scene from The Wedding Singer where he just says, they were cones, they were cones. So I finally got back to traveling a bit this week, I drove up to Michigan, and I covered a bunch of states, Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana, and Michigan in that stretch. And I think that each state plays with the minds of all the drivers by seeing how they can take a pleasurable experience like a nice drive and make you want to take your eye out with a pickaxe. Plus, it seems like they have a little bit of ADD. You know, can we finish one project before we start another? There should be a mandatory rule that says one project at a time. Because we all know it never, ever will get done because most roads and areas are forever under construction. And even when any project does seem done, you drive on it. And it's like Kramer, right? It's new, it's luxurious, and then you realize it just causes more traffic. So I know this will never be fixed. But it seems like when you're driving and you get into a little bit of a groove, maybe you're listening to some good music, you got everything good, and then all of a sudden you see the dreaded road work ahead sign. And then the rumble strips, dividers, you got uneven lines. You got small areas that you have to go through. It's ridiculous. It's like putting 10 pounds of crap into a five-pound bag that is just make it stop. And let's face it, the cicadas just left us. And when they come back in 17 years from now, they will still be working on I-75. For the love of God, make it stop. With that being said, it's time to bring on my guest for the week, making his second appearance on Lens Burning Bush, former newsman extraordinaire who gave it all up to mold the minds of young people, which again is very noble. Let's welcome fellow MF, MOF rather, and great friend, Mr. Brian Pitts, who is actually in person to Lens Burning Bush, the first one ever. I know, it's this is a big honor. Well, you know, it is an honor. I give it to you. And here, you know, we are sitting around and, and we won't say what we're doing, but we're having a little bit of a cocktail. And I and certainly yeah. it's, it's five o'clock somewhere. It is. It is five o'clock somewhere. And I guess, uh, you know, uh, I got the honor because I was uh, available. Right? Yeah. You're the only one. that, And, you, and you're cheap. So it, <laughs> it works. Out. It works. Out. And, and by the way, when the uh, when the cicadas do come back. And the construction still going on. They'll still be landing on the same Brent Spence Bridge. Yes, I think. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that we're supposed to get tolls to replace and all this stuff, and nobody wants it. It's like leave everything alone. Shut yes. all the construction down. And I and I I, I don't want to do this because there's workers involved. And, and sure, and, but I just don't understand every single state and every. I mean, my area around here, they've they've screwed it up so badly. It, it, there's 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 now I well, came through that on the way yeah see in new in New Jersey it's different they, they've got uh, they move you over to the right to make the left and you know you do sure. all that stuff and, sure. and Michigan they've got the right to make the left and sure. all that kind of stuff and in England 
they have all these roundabouts is what they call them, right? Yes. And, and they think that roundabouts is a good thing. And personally, we got away from England in 1776 for a reason. So we didn't have so to we go didn't around have roundabouts. To, yeah. And now all of a sudden people think it's a good idea. I, I just, and no one knows how to go around it. They don't know, do I yield? Do I, what do I, what does a yield? Do I stop? Right, do, right. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it makes the driving experience uh, just awful. It, and, and no, it really, it really does. We we came back uh, from St. Louis this past week, went on a trip over there for a few days, and went through a stretch of construction. I'm not exaggerating. That was 14 miles long. 14 miles. They can't work on 14 miles all at once. No. And then when we got off of the interstate. 15 minutes I sat to go probably a half a mile because of it. So I, 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 I'm a hundred percent on board with you. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And I think the, the bottom line is that it's just an annoyance. They do it. They do it purposely to screw with you. I, I really do. I think at some point they just say, you know what? Hey, you've been in the house. What I don't understand in this, again, going back to the pandemic, I'm going to go back there. Why wasn't all the construction done when no one was outside? That uh, that's a very good question. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. I, I just it's just so they love to do it. They love it's like they love to piss you off because here's the deal: <laughs> they're working anyway. You're passing right. by. They're you're on their time. Right. They don't they don't give a crap that no. you're stuck in traffic. No, no, no one cares. No, and and I think they need to care. I think they do too. And you're right. It's not the workers. It's the uh, the powers that be, and yeah. uh, they don't. They and, don't care. And what amazes me and the. This is the construction business in general, especially with states they or, or cities or, or whatever, government in general. They go with the lowest bid. Yes. Okay. Yes. So what is what is usually the lowest bid? The least the least, the least quality. quality. Yeah. Yes. You know, let me tell you something. I, I you mentioned uh, you know me leaving radio and going into education. I've seen that firsthand how uh, you know, with the government stuff, you have to take the lowest bid. And a lot of times it comes back around and it bites you because you get people there, they'll, they'll undercut everything and then they do come in and do a shoddy job. And yeah, you're stuck. Yeah. Oh, only in America. Yes. Say. Only in America. Well, speaking of construction jobs and paying off and mafia bosses, we've got, <laughs> we've got stuff to talk about, right? We, we've, yes. got, we've got plenty of stuff. We've got a new movie coming out, The Many Saints of Newark, which is a, a prequel to The Sopranos. And let me just say one thing. As, a, as you know, as a huge fan of The Sopranos, yes. I'm a little disappointed in Mr. David Chase. Really? Because here's what I'm disappointed at. Not that I don't love the movie, and I think it's going to be terrific, and I can't wait to see it. Right. But what am I going to do after the hour and 40-minute uh, movie? I wanted a series. I wanted a little, you know how they did Better Call Saul after Breaking Bad? Yeah. I wanted a prequel to The Sopranos. You've got the situation now where you've got a Gandolfini playing the role. This is perfect. Why, yeah. why are we just getting a little taste? I, I want I, more. I don't know. That, I is, want more. That, that is a good point. That is a good point. And, and, and I mean, they, they could have even spun it off, I think, um, as not being a prequel series, yeah. but, you know, something. But then they would have had to have addressed the, you know, the big question at the end of the series is, did Tony get it or, or did he not? So I think that's probably why you're not going to see anything in, that's going to follow the series, but... Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to uh, uh, the movie. Some of the casting choices, I think, are a little questionable. But um, have you have you had a chance to watch the trailer? Yes, with Michael I, Gandolfini. Yeah, he he looks terrific. He I looks mean, like him. He sounds like him. I think it is going to be 
uh, very cool uh, seeing him in the role. And you know that the, 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 the main storyline is going to follow Dickie Moltisanti, yeah. which was Christopher's uh, father, and uh, all, all of the trouble that he got into. I think not a, not a real good guy. No, well, And, and uh, Ray Liotta. Yes. Is, is going to have a, I think, a relatively small role, but he's going to play uh, a guy named, I, I think, called Hollywood Moltisanti, and he's like uh, Christopher's uh, grandfather. So he's Dickie Moltisanti's father, I think. So it, it's going to be very cool. It's going to be, for me, it's going to be really cool to see a lot of these characters like Paulie and Silvio played by different actors, um, you know, when they were a little bit younger. So, Well, if you remember in The, the Godfather 2, they went ahead and went back and exactly. brought in, you know, uh, De Niro, De Niro and, yes. and obviously and several others that were tremendous in the role. But uh, Mike, you mentioned Michael Gandolfini. He's going to play Tony Soprano. Uh, Alessandro Nivola is Dickie Moltisanti, uh, Christopher Moltisanti's father. Les, there's Leslie Oldham Jr. in it. Uh, John Bernthal uh, goes in as Johnny Boy Soprano. Uh, Corey Stoll is going to play Coronado Soprano Jr. Ray Liotta is in the movie. Vera Farmid is going to be Livia. Uh, Vera Farmig, I think it's how you pronounce her name. Uh, she's going to be Livia, which is kind of interesting. Uh, that she looks like, uh, if you've seen her in the trailer, it looks great. Yes, and she's she does a very good job of having that cold, yes, uh, personality. Yeah, yeah. You're dead to me, kind of. Yeah, you know, I, I like that. <laughs> right. I like yes. that a lot. Uh, Billy Magnuson is going to play Paulie Walnuts, uh, and John uh, Magaro is going to play Silvio Dante. And I think, you know, everybody looks pretty good in the movie. Uh, I just think it, it's fantastic. I'm excited for it. And I believe it's going to open up around October 1st as a scheduled release date. Anybody with HBO Max is going to be able to get it for at least a month. So if you're a subscriber to HBO Max and it's going to be um, on in the movies as well, right? Yeah, this is one that, that uh, I'm going to want to see in the theater. It's like when The Irishman came out. And it was going to be on Netflix. Um, we drove all the way up to Columbus uh, to, to catch it in a, in a theater. There's certain things, this is something that I, I, I hope that we can start getting back to normal with and not move away from the movie theaters with all of the streaming services. But this, I think, is going to be one that uh, I'm going to want to see this one on the big screen. I agree. And like I said, I'm just, you know, I, I always want more. And, and I, I'm like one of those guys, you, can, you know, never satisfied. Uh, the, 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 the show is going to be a prequel to Chase's drama, The Sopranos. And it's going to be set in the 60s and 70s in Newark, using the 1967 riots in the city as a backdrop for the tension between the Italian-American and the African-American communities. And it follows Tony Soprano in the middle of the violent gang. And New Line Cinema obtained the rights to produce uh, The Many Saints of Newark, along with HBO Films, Warner Brothers. And uh, they were originally going to have this September 25th of last year. Yeah. But uh, because of COVID... It has to be pushed, and, and they pushed it again. So it's October 1st. I can't wait. I actually think I'm going to have a party, a Sopranos party, uh, to watch the movie on the 1st. I'll have it here in, uh, in the uh, Harvey Estate. Very cool. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to put it on. We'll put it on the big screen. And, uh, you know, HBO Max, baby. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> it's, it's the new way. You know, nobody puts a DVD in anymore. I know That's, you, still, you that, still have it. I, I like to have the yeah. physical copy of things, but. I know. I've got physical copies of a lot of things. I, I have moved over to the dark side a little bit. I do watch a, a lot of YouTube. Hello, this show is on YouTube also. Uh, so I try to, you know, I try to give the people what they want. 
But it, I agree with you. There's certain things that we just have gone backwards. I was talking before I get into other stuff where I wanted to get to with the mob stuff. I have to talk to you about something I was having a conversation with my father-in-law about. And this is driving me crazy. It is the lack of availability of products when you go into a store. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here, and, and the first answer to every salesperson that says they don't have something is, well, you can go online. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, yeah. I could go online. If I could do that, what do I need you for? <laughs> exactly. Do you understand that? Yeah. I came yeah that's in, not a good answer. No. I came into the store. So I have been in, uh, just so you know, at, at 52, 53, I decided it was a good idea to start taking up motorcycles. So we've got a couple of motorcycles in the in the garage. We've gone through a few. We've made some mistakes. We've we've back and forth. And I found an actually bike. There's a Royal Enfield new bike that's a smaller bike that I like. And I finally said, you know what? I'm going to bite the bullet. Okay? And I'm going to get it. So I, I went, I texted the salesperson. They had one available. And, of course, they sold it right from, you know, so I missed out. But they said they were going to order a few more. And they were going to let me know. Mm -hmm. So they ordered a few more. I put a deposit down. And that was on June 18th. Now, you know me. I have no patience whatsoever. <laughs> right, right. So the patience factor is huge with me. Mm -hmm. I don't have it. I don't want to have it. By the time I get it, I'm angry already. I, I want it now. Daddy, I want an Oompa Loompa <laughs> now. Now. I, I, I really hate the fact that I have to wait for this. And I understand. But everything I'm so sick of hearing because of COVID and whatever, the shipping, yeah. get stuff here. Yeah. Stop it I already. Agree. Because I, I feel like we're moving backwards. Yes. I told the story in 1985, long time ago, well before, you know, that was the year Back to the Future came out. But in 1985, I remember this day, April the 1st, and it was the day that Villanova beat Georgetown in the NCAA final. And I, that night, I went and purchased my first VCR. You remember the VCRs? Oh, yeah, okay. of course. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, the VCRs, for those of you that don't know, had the tape player for those people that are listening that don't understand that. So it had a little, uh, it was a Fisher uh, VCR. Mm -hmm. I went to a store and I actually bought it and yeah. took it home. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what a concept. Right. 30 plus years later, I can't get crap for anything. I have to order it and then maybe it'll come. And the other thing that aggravates the crap out of me is the lack of response or let me know. Hey, nothing's going on. Maybe it's coming in a week. Maybe it's not coming. Maybe mm -hmm. it's going to be mm -hmm. delayed. There's never, I had that problem with the car I ordered. It's like, why, why can't we go back? So what, what I think is going to happen, and Amazon has been trying, okay? They, they, they have created this monster also where mm. everybody orders everything online. Yes. Oh, yeah. But here's my problem. Let's say Saturday is my day, my podcast day. Mm -hmm. Let's say my router goes out. God forbid. Toy, toy. Because that's the new thing now, where <laughs> where you've got, uh, you know, where you lose internet, you're, you're screwed. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So let's say that the internet is down. Okay. How do I fix that if I don't have a store to go to? I, I've got to I got to order it online. You think I'm going to wait till Tuesday to get the internet back? No. So are we going backwards or is it just me? No, I think I think you're right, and it's just like uh, you mentioned with the roads. They don't care, and you know with some of these companies and everything being online, nobody has to see you face to face. They don't have to answer your questions face to face, and if you get mad and uh, don't want to do business with them, they're too big. They don't. They don't care. No, nobody cares. And I think the problem I have is I want it now. I like to touch it. I like to go to the store. I like to get it. So so my son got excited. He found uh, 
a store around here. It was a kind of a le- uh, inexpensive store. I won't call it a cheap store. It's an inexpensive store. Sure. And you can get all kinds of stuff kind of cheaper. Mm-hmm. And he comes home and he's bringing all the stuff he got that day. Now, can we just go back to that? Yeah. yeah where yeah. we can actually open up the stuff, stuff that we get instead of every other day there's a package oh, coming. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm done with the package. I, I told my wife we're going to have to get a baler to yeah. put in our garage for the boxes that are on the porch yeah. every single day. And it, it's ridiculous. The gross, the one thing I would like to have, the groceries just to come. And, and the, see, the key, the key with the groceries that pisses me off, I don't know if it's the same as you, but it's not the actual shopping, but it's the loading it into the cart, mm-hmm. unloading it off the cart onto the belt, oh, putting yeah, it yeah. back in the damn cart, then taking the cart out, putting the, putting the groceries in the car, and then when you get home, what do you got to do? You got to put the damn thing away. Yeah. I, if, the way I would want to sell a service, I think we should start this. Okay. All is right. we will deliver the groceries to you. Okay. We will also put it away. <laughs> Let us know where you want it. We'll put it away because I think that's the biggest pain in the neck of, of anything. Uh, I, I agree. And, and just to to uh, show how miserable I am, <laughs> I even despise having to go and sit at the uh, the one that Kroger has where you pull up and they bring it out to your car. Even that aggravates me. I tried that in the beginning. I tried the Kroger, and Meyer has also. They've got their own thing. Uh-huh. And half the time, you get a text that they're going to be doing your order. Right. You sit there in the parking lot. You wait like a, you know, you're doing. You're sitting there waiting, like you know, waiting for this to come. They come and they keep texting you. Uh, uh, we're out of this one. Can we <laughs> supply, can we can we replace it with? I go no, I don't want it replaced. Where's my Snapple? Right? <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying. This is what I want. I can never get what I want anymore. Right. It used to be, you go to the store, you could bring it home. Yes, you get everything you want. Now everybody's out of stock, and they all make excuses. Nobody's yeah. working anymore. They're oh, offering yeah. uh, twelve, fifteen, twenty dollars an hour. Oh, Nobody yeah. wants to work. You go into a restaurant, and uh, half of it's closed off, but it's going to be a two-hour wait. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I don't like to wait, but. As you know, I, I, well, we had to wait for for The Sopranos. We're waiting for yes. the prequel. Yes. <clears throat> and the, the question that I have, and I wanted to ask you this. I, I actually looked it up in an article. Uh-huh. Uh, but I wanted to get your opinion of it. Um, on why, getting back to The Sopranos, why we love gangsters so much. There's I, an article written by Bruce Chadwick uh-huh. in uh, historynewsnetwork.org. He is a lecturer in Rutgers University. also teaches at... Uh, New Jersey City University, and he has a PhD. So he does know a little bit about this stuff. But explain to me, before I get into what he said, let me hear what you think. I actually have a theory on this. I like that. Uh, two of the most, uh, if you think about it, two of the most romanticized genres that we have are pirates and gangsters, right? Arg. Yeah, exactly. Now, in truth, neither one of them were probably a really good life to live. But... I think that the reason that our society romanticizes these two things is because, this, if you think about it, this country was founded on the whole concept of independence, individualism, and those two lifestyles are sort of the ultimate examples of that. I don't know if this, if this, what this guy is is theorizing, but to, I've actually thought about this before because pirates. It was sort of the uh, ultimate, uh, you know, go take a hike to the king. And, uh, you know, the gangsters, same thing here in America. Of course, everything started off with 
you know, the modern day Robin Hoods with uh, John Dillinger and, and those type of guys who uh, people idolized because they were really sticking it to, you know, the banks back in the, in the Depression. But I think part of I think a large part of it is sort of this uh, desire for us to live this independent lifestyle. Don't t- we don't like being told what to do. And I think that's it's really sort of the ultimate example of that. I, I love it. And, you know, there's a lot of movies that uh, are good in, in that. But the mob movie, according to uh, Bruce, he says the mob movie has been a staple of American entertainment history since the silent movie film era. It flourished after the arrival of sound and the public love for gangster boomed again in the late 40s with the film um, noir hoods like actor Richard Widmark and crested with The Godfather in the 1970s. They're also seen with Bonnie and Clyde, Goodfellas, The Departed, Donnie Brasco, of course, The Sopranos. And what was interesting about The Sopranos, he had a, a you know his lovable New Jersey crew, right? He had an understanding wife and troublesome kids. So, you know, this is what we like. You know, the screen or television gangster, some somebody, many Americans wish they could be. If ah. they're, 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 they're tough, they're resilient, they're fearless. But of course, we are not, and that's kind of why why I think they they like it. But but they're they live in chaotic, violent world that you know in this. But it's a historic character, you know. They got their start in the twenties, and it's just it's kind of um, interesting. Uh, but if you think about this, I, I wanted to bring up The Sopranos again because he talks about the fact that it cemented the role of the beloved gangster in American entertainment. The Sopranos did. Uh, there were two endings, of course, for Tony Soprano, and one of them was going to be. Uh, going, you know, to go off the air was either murder or prison, right? Those were the mm-hmm. two. But the reason it didn't end that way, or at least we don't know how it ended, there was a New, New Jersey Star-Ledger poll, and it said 80% of those queried begged the producer of The Sopranos to somehow let Tony live. Hmm. Do you believe that? Yeah. It's like, it's yeah, crazy how sure, people... absolutely. Yeah. We, we root for the... Ab- yes, Absolutely. It's like the line in in Goodfellas when he's talking about uh, uh, Jimmy Conway's character, and he said he was the kind of guy who rooted for the bad guy in the movies. Yeah, and it's that's us. Well, it's funny you bring that up. I'll get to that in a second. But they talk about Tony being everybody's favorite uncle. He cared for his wife. He loved his kids. He helped his family. Fought with his mother, his uncle. It was a normal, like it almost seemed normal. Right. Right. I mean, as crazy as it is, you know, it's kind of like Al Capone. He'd go murder somebody, but then he'd go to church on Sunday. Yeah. That was kind of <laughs> the way The Sopranos was. Right. So uh, what's interesting is, uh, so your son wants to be a doctor, right, or an architect or United States senator. Your daughter wants to be an engineer. Just remember the line, the first line in the mob movie, Goodfellas. As far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. To me, being a gangster was better than being the president of the United States. Is yeah. that really where we're at at this moment, that that is better? Uh, again, I think that it is. It's one of those, it's one of those um, lifestyles or genres that uh, we've romanticized, and I think it's because we, we do want to be the gangster that we see on the screen. Not maybe the gangster that is, you know, on the street in real life that's, you know, going to prison and, and getting, getting shot. But the gangster that we see with the, you know, the riches and, the, you know, living outside of the rules, living by their own, by their own rules, I think, yeah. Well, it's a tremendous thing because I love all mob movies. There's been so many good ones. Uh, there's a studio bender uh, has come up with uh, the 13 
their favorite 13 modern Italian uh, mob movies. Mm. And they rate them from 13 to 1. So I'm just going to read them here. We're gonna, All right, let's see what we think about uh, it. 13 is Black Souls. It was made in 2014. It's uh, stories to the southern Italian crime family. Luigi's a, a mafioso wants to expand his criminal business. I did not see that. Mm, no. Uh, so that it's now, you know, Black Souls, one of the best new mafia movies. So that is something maybe we we should watch. Take a look at Black Souls. I did not see that one. Twelve is Bugsy. Um, I didn't particularly care. I don't. I don't believe Warren Beatty as a gangster. Yeah. Warren Beatty's kind of you know he was uh, in Heaven Can Wait. I can believe that. <laughs> right. I don't believe Bugsy. It just doesn't doesn't do it. Yeah. For me. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. Right. Eleven was the Road to. Uh, Prediction. Pretty, yeah, Tom yeah. Hanks. Yeah, Tom Hanks. Pretty good movie, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, not too bad. I did not see that one either. Uh, it, it is It is a pretty good movie. You should give that one a watch. Okay. This is British, uh, number 10, Sexy Beast from 2000 with Sir Ben Kingsley. I, I'm <laughs> out. I'm out. <laughs> Already. <laughs> I, I'm out. I, I, you know, I like Ben Kingsley in certain things, but uh, as a mob boss. He actually, uh, Sir Ben Kingsley was either in Entourage. I'm trying to think of... What uh, what show he was in that that uh, he yeah whatever um, number nine uh, for Hong Kong was election one and two so they put Hong Kong moms, monster, uh, mobster movies from two thousand five and two thousand seven I didn't see any of those either nah, no not interested eight is one of your uh, favorites or at least uh, we liked it The Irishman oh loved it absolutely I did too I I think a lot of people. Uh, didn't like it because of a, a variety of reasons. It might have been too long. I could never get enough. It's never long enough for me. Right. So yes. to me, The Irishman was a tremendous movie. Number seven goes back to 1948. Another Japanese one from 1948 is called Drunken Angel. Don't know that one. Number six, uh, Mafiosa from 1962, which is a comedy turned tragedy. Uh, that movie. Uh, did not see that one either. So a lot of them we did not see. Yeah. And number five, Sonnentine from 1993. Did not see that one. Number four, another Russian one this time, Eastern Promises. And then we'll get to number three, which is Gomorrah from 2008. I did not see that one either. Mm -mm. So a lot of these we did not see. And, of course, number two, one of my favorites of all time, Goodfellas. Yes. I, th I think it's probably, to me... So I love The Godfather, mm -hmm. and I love Godfather 2, which obviously is probably going to make, you know, I don't have to look at the list to know <laughs> what's number one. But the problem I have with The Godfather, and I, I again, this is sacrilegious for me even saying it, <laughs> Marlon Brando was a little over the top for me. Uh, but look, I, yeah. like, I like the Tony Soprano. I like James Gandolfini playing, because I think it's more realistic. Do you yeah. know, though, in The Godfather, there has been, there was no cursing do you and i could not believe that like that was a movie that had no curse words at all really yeah i i learned that from our from jerry seinfeld actually he was interviewing with howard stern he talked about it there was no curse words i didn't even think about that but anyway getting <laughs> getting back to that i thought james Kahn was another one i not a big you know yeah I, yeah I, yeah I, I love him to death as a jewish bubby maybe but as a you know <laughs> italian mobster he's not i mean now, as as much as I love The Godfather, and I think it is possibly the, the best movie ever made, I would still say Goodfellas is the best mob movie ever made, if yeah. that makes any sense. No, it makes a lot of sense, and I think God, Godfather did win an Academy Award. It was a tremendous movie. It was it was way before it's way ahead of its time. Uh, 
you know, Abe Vigoda was a great oh, character in that. Of course. There's a lot of good characters, and, and I think two is, is good, if not better, than one. Oh, and yes. Because I like the way they went back and they brought in, right. um, you know, everything. Um, Bruno Kirby. Yes. I like I like him in it. Uh, but, yeah, so number two is Goodfellas, and, and I think it's as good a movie as you can probably make. Yeah, I agree, right? yes. Because you got so many good. I mean, you got Pesci, De Niro. You've got all of these people that are just so good and so many good lines. Got to get the papers, get the papers. <laughs> uh, it, is, it, is, it is quite, you know, it's outstanding. Had it not been for all the curse words, they might have won something too. Yeah. But it's pretty, you know, it, it's one of those things where. Pretty you, laced, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, now, uh, let me ask you, where would you put Casino? See, in, I'm, in dis- this, in this picture. I'm disappointed that it's not up there in the top 13 in this, this At list. At least, yeah. I would say Casino is, is, is good. I would say it's not... Um, I like Donnie Brasco, too. Yeah, Donnie Brasco was really good. I like Donnie Brasco. Um, I, 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 I like Pacino in that role of lefty. I would say that uh, Casino was probably below Donnie Brasco. I like, I like Brasco better. Can, can I tell you what? Uh, to me, the one element of Casino that I think knocks it down a couple of notches on on the list of the all-time best. It's not it's not the actress, it's the character, but uh Sharon Stone's character in that yes. movie is absolutely and again, it's not her. Um I actually I actually met a a former mob guy who was on the set of Casino as a consultant and he said she was a a wonderful woman. So nothing against her, but the character is just intolerable. I, I, Every scene she's in, I, I want to fast forward. I, through. I agree, um, and, and and I don't like and the James Wood character too. I love James Wood. Same, same thing. I think it, it, you you put them both together. It it kind of dampers for the greatness of that movie. Yeah, De Niro was brilliant. Pesci was brilliant. You know, I'm thinking of doing some stuff out in Vegas. You know, <laughs> like, my you friend think about over. me coming hey, out here. You disrespect. You take your shoes off at a at a casino. <laughs> you do that. You stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that it's a very good movie. Yes, um, I love Donnie Brasco. I love uh, you know what movie I really like too. That's not necessarily a mob movie, but it 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 features a little bit of of the mob stuff, and that's uh, that's a Bronx Tale. Oh, I absolutely, liked, yeah, I yeah. Like, I love like that. that. But well, I let wouldn't me tell you that's the scene. The scene in the bar with the bikers. Yes, is one of the best scenes in cinema history I, of all time i would agree and if i can make a recommendation to you kind of going off of that yeah. because this movie has has a scene that's very similar is uh kill the irishman okay. from 2011 okay uh pretty unknown movie but it's it's very good um kind of low budget it's about danny green who was uh an, an irish mobster in cleveland back in the 70s and 80s went to war uh, with the Italian mob, and um, based on on historical people, Christopher Walken uh, was in it. Val oh, Kilmer was in it. it. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio and uh, Paul Sorvino has a, a cameo in it. But it, it's a it's really a great movie. It's about this guy. You know, he he gets into the unions and kind of pushes his way into a top union spot, and. Um, gets involved with, with the mafia, ends up going to war with the mafia. And if you look it up, they, there was a, a stretch of time there in Cleveland where there were dozens of, of uh, these guys were using car bombings. Wow. Just uh, blowing everything up. But, yeah, Kill the Irishman, if you get a chance to watch that. Again, it's, it's a low budget. Uh, some of the special effects are not real special. But, um, yeah, it's, I, I, I would actually put it probably in my top ten. 
Wow. Yeah, okay. it's very good. Well, th- there's a lot of good movies out there that, uh, and, and we love, I love watching the uh, the stuff on Lefty, uh, not Lefty, uh, what's his name, from uh, Bulger. Uh, from, oh, yeah. yeah from uh, from Massachusetts. Oh, Black Mass. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. That's another great, a great movie. That's one that every time I watch it, it gets it gets better. Yeah, I agree. I, I think we're fascinated with it. We're fascinated with all the stuff. And again, as far back as it, because I remember, I wanted to be a gangster. We we all have that. You know, imagine telling your parents, Dad, what do I want to be when you grow up? You want to be an astronaut? You want to be? No, I, I want to be a gangster. I like the fact that the guy goes ahead and gets his money. One mm-hmm. way or the other. Yep. You know, business is bad if you pay me. Yeah, that's right? right. That's the way it works. That's it's right. A, it's it's such a good thing. I mean, we could talk about mob stuff all day. And what I love about, you know, our relationship is the fact that we're like, you know, you're like a 70-year-old in a, in a 40-year-old body <laughs> because you just love all the old stuff. You love the, the, you know, Dean Martin, and we love all the stuff from the 50s. We're sitting here having a little bit of a cocktail in the morning. It's kind of the nice thing to do. It is. I, I think it's, uh, you know... Again, everything in moderation, boys and girls. But, <laughs> but we we just I think that uh, you just have to appreciate stuff and good movies, good stuff. Um, and October first, can't wait. Sopranos, and I know you want to watch it in the theater, but I'm going to have it here at the house. So if you want to come over for for a for a, a bada, I would think we can have stuff like at the Bada Bing. Oh we can, yeah, we can yeah. do we can do a little stuff, you know. Not too much. Like no, it. no, no. We don't want we don't <laughs> want to have the situation where people taking clothes off. That could be a problem. You know, we don't want to do that. But, uh, you know, this is great. This is my first ever in person uh, doing it. Uh, I normally do it FaceTime, but uh, honored to be here. Uh, it's, it's just terrific. I think it gets, you know, you can like uh, Lens Burning Bush on Facebook, you know. It'd be nice if you did. Have uh, I not? I don't know. I don't know if you did. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you. But at Lens Burning Bush is how you do that. You can follow at Lens Burning Bush on Twitter, uh, YouTube channel, Len Harvey. Uh, you can find that, and uh, please subscribe. I think I only have about nine subscribers. It's getting pretty bad. It's getting faint to where they might shut me off. I'll I don't make know. It I don't. All right, I appreciate that. Because what I do is I take the audio from these episodes, and they're on YouTube. So please subscribe. What do they say? You got to hit the ding dong diddle. You got to hit the uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, whatever. Hit all the buttons all the, except all, dislike. All the this yeah. Don't dislike. Please like the episode and do whatever you can on YouTube. But you 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 know listen on iTunes, Spotify. Google Play. If you came across this episode, I'm sorry, uh, but <laughs> I hope that uh, maybe you'll stick around for another episode uh, because I, I keep doing this. I bring on uh, people. We've had uh, Brian. This is his second time on the previous episode. He was, uh, you know, dueling MOFs was the title, and that's what it is. We're just miserable old, you fellas. know what, fellas, and we just like to sit around and kibitz is the Yiddish word that I like to use. Uh, kibitz, but uh, make sure you tune in Podbean, iHeartRadio, tune in You can even ask Alexa to play Lens Burning Bush, but make sure you say Lens Burning Bush Podcast Because I don't know what's going to come up if you don't <laughs> do that uh, We are in uh, Many states are listening We had some downloads in the UK, Ireland Although it's been a little slow in the last couple of weeks I think the summer months have yeah, you know, that, that's, why, that's why television and radio Kind of stop for the summer That's right, right. Because right. everybody's all busy But uh, Brian Pitts, it is a pleasure to have you here in person at the uh, Lens Burning Bush Bat Cave, I think, is uh, is a good way to look at it, down in the basement. That's where they send us. They send us in the basement. Yeah, well, but it's a cool basement, so there's really not much to complain about. Exactly. Well, please uh, like and subscribe and do all the things that you need to do. Uh, we'll be back. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back with another episode of Lens Burning Bush next week. And thanks to Brian Pitts, and uh, so long.